welcome to what's the name of this podcast? It's girly. It's girly. Have to I was talk. trying to That's be 100%. official. See how it's, well that it's official. Works. It's officially the name of the podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. Oh boy. Okay. Well, there goes my like trying to be. I think it's because I'm listening to a podcast right now, and we're so like like good about it. But we don't have to be that way. Anyways, um, my day's been going well. How was your day? It's going really good. Um, it's yeah. been. Yeah, it's been a interesting day for sure. Like, um, mm. but nothing interestingly good. Just in- okay, not not enough to share. Oh wait, I I didn't hear you there for a second. Did you say I, something else? I think I just said it was like an interesting work week so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was saying nothing interesting enough to share. So I don't know no. if you said something after that. But okay. I, I did nothing interesting enough to share. It was just it's just been. I don't think anything about my job is interesting enough to share at this point. It's just like, okay, it's, it's just like a Fair regular enough. boring job. The annoying things that happen are only annoying to me. They're not like wildly uh, explosively interesting, unfortunately. Gotcha. Okay. Well, fair enough. I mean, sometimes it can be, that can be good. Sometimes that cannot be good. Yeah, seriously. I hope sometimes it's good for you. Yeah. I think it's like most of the time it's good. I just think that mm-hmm. it, it's work. So but yeah. it's been a definitely been a full day. Okay. Yeah, me too. I saw the, like, a, I saw a full caseload today. Um, so, yeah, it's been a full day for me too. Um, but not in a bad way. It's been, like, good sessions. So, so good. That's good. It. I feel like people mm-hmm. might be, like, feeling back to themselves of, you know, wanting to have, you know, regular chats with their therapists and like outside of the COVID fog that they were probably in for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, life is continuing. Uncertainty is continuing. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think I worried, like, was there going to be a time when therapy would be seen as obsolete and I'm more and more confident in like, no, like that will not happen. My, I have job security. So that's, a good and a maybe weird thing to say also I don't know I think so I think, I think people I think therapy is good but like I don't know that everybody would look at it that way I guess yeah I think most people think that therapy is necessary for some first people in general I definitely think younger generations that's true. absolutely like younger and younger generations I think are more and more open to it so yeah and I think oh. that's actually most people now. So I think we're, I think that we officially outnumber them. So I think you're probably fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until we become them. Ooh. Yeah. But like, I mean, even if we do become the old people, we're already now, the old people who want to be like who we're the old people who think therapy is good. So it's good. True. The old people are the millennials now and we millennials think therapy is good. Oh no, so we're not the old people. I, we're like the, we're the middle, we're the middle aged people. Yeah. There you go. We're and mid, what was it that we talked about last time? Mid we're mid, aged? yeah, we're mid adults. So I think that like, you know, I, I'm pretty sure we make up like almost most. And I think even Gen X believes in um, therapy too. So I think we're good. I think you're soft. Oh, I think you're in no, good Gen space. X definitely believes in therapy. And uh, they're very particular about the therapy, which I think is great. Um, but definitely like that generation is like, I want a vegan therapist, for example. It's like, oh, yeah. Get Wait, the gen, the gen yeah. X people or the Gen Z people? Oh, Gen Z. Okay, no, I'm like, whoa, right. wait a second. I'm, the Gen apologies. X people want the that vegan therapy. That does not therapy. sound like a Gen Xer at all, does it? I, no, I agree, but I do no, still the think they like therapy, though. I do still think they're into therapy. I agree with that. 
Yes, yes. I think like they might be a little bit more skeptical than millennials, although I think they're more in the in that camp of accepting and understanding the role of therapy. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like I definitely don't think that it's like as commonplace, but I think they're like, yeah, like I could see why in certain circumstances you would want to see a therapist, which is better than yes. people than previous generations. So I feel like you know right. like, it get better yeah. it gets better. Therapy better. means something's wrong with you. Yeah, that's right. We want to get away from that. Yes. So, I, but either way, long story short, I think your job, I think you're set. I think you're, you're going to be in a good space. <laughs> yes, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing to say, to say it in that way. It's the only thing I can explain. And also like, who knows, maybe I want a different career. You might. Um, you might. That could be fine too. Absolutely. I think changing careers is a thing that a lot of people should feel freedom to do. Like if, if they, if you feel done with what you're doing it's okay to do something else yeah exactly no I agree well how are you otherwise than work I am doing great nothing I I honestly don't have anything interesting to report um I'm trying to think if yeah nothing nothing interesting anything oh tell me about book lovers I this is a book I recommended to you and you said you liked it so far so tell me about that yeah, so I'm reading Book Lovers. I'm uh, 50% half, like, yeah, I'm 50% right. done. It's so easy to go through, isn't it? Yeah, well, no, actually, I'm 63, 63% done. Um, and it is really good. I don't know if you talked about this the last time we were on the podcast, but I definitely, it, so far, 63% of the way into this book, I definitely think it's a romance novel. But it's oh, no, like, it is. And I okay, usually okay. don't like romance novels. I think I, like, I even no, said, like, that's really unusual for me. But, like, oh, yeah, they talk about nipples. So you know it's romance. Yeah. <laughs> they well, mention I, nipples. <laughs> I feel like the love story, though, is, like, a big part of it. But, like, she has a There's life. There's so much which more is very... happening, though, too. Like, but I think like that's stuff how... with her sister yeah. and, like, her career. So, yeah, I agree. I think that's, like, how all the – I think that – just like therapy has evolved, I think chiclet romance books have evolved too. I like I read a lot of them, so maybe maybe that's why you were like, "This is so unusual." And I'm like, "No, this is like a very typical." No, for me, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a very typical modern romance novel. Like a lot, they all read like this. Like the gone are the days of where it's like nobody wants to read that. Like we want to have like an interesting female heroine. Like there's so many romance books that you would actually like. If you actually, if you like this book, I can think of a million other books, all books that Katie likes, like book romance books mm. that Katie would recommend. You would also like, and Katie does do a good amount of romancers. Did you read, um, there's this one really great book about the scientist who like creates like the love quotient. Have you read that? Mm-mm. You would like that one. It's smart. Like it's a smart romance novel that's about people who seem like they have like actually realistic lives I like and I do think that that's where the genre is now no because like that's where women are we don't want to read like I don't know whatever I mean sometimes I like to read um so there's like romance and then there's just books that are straight up porn books like 50 shades Mm -hmm. of gray and sometimes I'll read those too but I think most women just want to read like if you're into a chiclet romance kind of book this is very, very like on brand for what you're looking for. Um, there's gotcha. also one called The Italian Summer, which I think you would like. It's beautiful, and you like because you okay. like to travel. Well, I'll come back to you when I'm you should, looking because right yes. now I was trying to read um, Cloud Cuckoo Land, and that totally fell apart. Which it was funny because I was talking to my friend who 
she hadn't like recommended it to me personally, but I saw it on her like social media that she really loved it. And I feel like I had read other people who liked it and I tried to read it, but it was, first of all, it's very long. Second of all, part of the story is sad. So I ended up just reading ahead because it was making me so upset. And this is a, a big problem with me with reading is I like cannot wait to find out what happens. Like I mentioned with book lovers, I had to read it in two days because I literally was going to look ahead otherwise. And I didn't want to do that. She feels the um, same. Who? The, uh, the, the heroine in the story. She also oh, yeah. skips ahead in books. No, that's true. She does. She absolutely does. So, and so I very much relate to, and, and her character, I think we have a lot in common actually. Um, but um, so, yeah, so that's a problem. So that's what I did with Cloud Cuckoo Land. And my friend was like, oh yeah, you, there is a really hard story. And I was like, yep. And, and I read, and she's like, oh no, you can't do that. I'm like, yeah, I know. Cause now I can't read it. Like I read ahead. I know what happened. So, and it kind of ruined, like some books you can read ahead and it doesn't ruin it. This one, it does. So I'm just returning that because I, I think it was just too dramatic. Like, I don't want that kind of like sad drama, like abuse, sad things in my life. Not that Cloud Cuckoo Land is exactly about abuse, but just an example. I've read so many of those books and that's so much of my career. And so I need to have light books too, which is why Book Lovers mm -hmm. is great. Yes. Now, historically, I could not read romance novels. And that's because I think there was so much loss for me in being self-partnered. And so what would happen is, is I would either get really upset at the storyline because it's like something I could never have. Or if the storyline didn't go well, then that was upsetting too. So it was kind of a crapshoot and it was just hard for me. Um, it was the same with like rom-coms or romantic movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I just kind of had to not always take them in it's I don't know maybe there was a different way I could have approached that I don't know it was just hard so I yeah so historically I think that's also a reason that I didn't like romance um although I mean still it's kind of it's cheesy but like you just know that and that's okay absolutely and I mean they're fun reads you sometimes you just want to read something that's fun and that's okay right and it was yeah fun and it's funny too it's it's and it's just really well written too mm -hmm. which I appreciate I just can't wait for the movie like I know there's going to be a movie I'm just so curious who the characters like who the actors are going to be <laughs> I yeah I so feel we'll like it'll be it would be a very very like super cute movie I think it'll it definitely seems like something that is written to be a script mm -hmm. yeah. um anything else new with you I'm trying to think like I don't have as many new things in terms of what I'm watching because I just keep watching Monk which is just giving you're me almost so done now pleasure. so that's good I mean I still watch like Shark Tank but um I don't know are you watching anything interesting or new I don't think I'm watching anything interesting or new other than what I mentioned I think the last time I haven't started anything new um, so it's like, it's been pretty status quo. Like I haven't, there's not been too much new stuff to watch though. Like it's been, I was going to say, it's like that time of year that there's a lull because we're still kind of coming back from the holidays with it being like mid January. So mm -hmm. new things are coming. Um, I did get, um, Tim, um, who's my, um, partner husband. Um, I got him to watch the first episode of succession. Um, oh, nice. I'm not sure if he's going to watch anymore. <laughs> it kind of took a lot to get him to watch that but there's a new season coming out um in the spring sometime so I am excited for that to come out 
And I feel like there's other things too, but I can't remember any of them at the moment now. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff that comes out. I think like February, March, it'll be a great time to watch TV. But like right now, I think everybody's just kind of like detoxing from Christmas and all the winter holidays. Yes. Yes. We've had some remarkably good weather, which is great. I don't, it doesn't, I don't think that's going to necessarily continue, but that's been nice to have some weather that's more mild and sunny. Yeah. It's been like 40 degrees consistently. I actually turned my heat off today. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So it's been really nice, but I don't think anything, um, can prepare you for when it becomes absolutely frigid, but right now it has been okay. Yeah, no, that's true. It doesn't matter how much good weather. Yeah. Any kind of like, I think my threshold is like 20. If it's like, I used to be 30s. I feel like I can do 20s okay. But like, if it's lower 20s or lower than that, it's just not. I mean, maybe you guys can move to Santa Fe and then like your, your place of retirement. I mean, did I tell you what my impression of Santa Fe was? You did, but I don't know if you told everybody on the podcast so you could share it with them. Oh, 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 uh, how, how did I quote it? A well-meaning white woman's wet dream. Absolutely. I've never been, but I believe you. I believe your hot yeah. take. Yeah. So when we talked about it, what we said was, is I don't think we'd go, we'd live in Santa Fe, but I think we would live in Albuquerque. And Santa Fe is only an hour away, so... Could Tim get transferred to a new hub that's um, So they only have one hub, but a lot of people, what they do, and for those of you on the podcast, Tim works for United. Um, So um, what you can do is you can have basically a crash pad where you have your like life. And then Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, you have a crash pad in where you work. So in the area in Illinois. And then you like work, you basically shift your schedule and do trades. You work as much as possible at one time and then have a long break where you fly home. And because they have the benefits, they can fly home for free. So it's not a big deal. So a lot of people do commute from other places. Okay. That's I don't not think terrible. either one of us would like that. So okay. I just think we wouldn't do that. But like, you never know. You never know. It might be like a future thing. I mean, I would love, I really love. Illinois and I love Chicago and I think that there are a lot of great things about being here and I also really loved when I was in Austin oh, during yeah. the winter so I could more see that like going somewhere in the winter months but also that depends if I keep my job virtual or not well I don't know I could make it work because I could just say well I'm doing virtual for this in the winter period. yeah yeah exactly so I think it could work but oh, you I don't know if snowbirds. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I think he would try to meet me when he could. So it's just a question of, do I want to be away from my life? And like, for example, oh, I guess here's one new thing that I am doing, which I talked to you, I think a little bit about, but I'm doing, I don't think I mentioned this, but maybe I did that I'm doing, I started rowing last year with a rowing club on the water mm-hmm. and um, we're in winter training. So what that means is that we're rowing on ergs or like stationary rowing machines indoors together. And it's been awesome and really, really challenging. Um, I didn't know my body could do work so hard. Um, and I really like it. So th- I would miss stuff like that. That's true. Somewhere else, you know? So then I'm like, hmm, do I really want to do that? I don't know. It's hard. I just want to transport everything to like a warmer client for a few months. Can we just make that happen? Maybe. 
I mean, you okay, all could I feel always. Like that's a lot of people's wish. <laughs> you could always just do like a winter. I I think winter movement sounds like a good idea. Like just being a person who lives in this like a warm climate for the summer. Yeah, I mean, or sorry, also, like, for the people winter. do do like they take time off from the training. So, but yeah. you know what's really exciting. Oh, sorry. You were going to say something. Oh, I was going to say, and you have a rower at home, so you could maybe even practice online or virtually. Right, exactly. Um, so we actually, I think, did I tell you we're going out of town? No, that's so fun. Yeah, in a couple days, we're going to go to Tucson, Arizona, which I'm so excited about. Oh, you guys are probably going to love that, like Tucson. I could very oh, much yeah. see that so being I like. I actually um, kind of have a lot of childhood memories there because my grandparents used to have a winter home. So it's kind of, I have a lot of really great memories and I really haven't been there as an adult. So I'm really excited to share that with him. It'll be really fun. Well, I'm excited for you. I mean, I think yeah. that all these little West Coast um, desert town vacation things are right up like future Jamie and Tim's retirement locations. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, again, I think we like it here, but you just never know what the future holds. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when you're 60 years old, you might be like, I'm out. <laughs> like you, yeah. Do you I see just... yourself retiring anywhere different? Oh, absolutely. I will. I do not oh, yeah? see myself staying here for like when I'm old. Oh, no, thank so you. Where do you see yourself? I want to retire to Mexico, actually. I love that. Anywhere specifically or just you're not sure? You haven't probably, thought that specific. I think probably Mexicali, so you can get to and from. That's a really, those oh, are really nice yeah. border towns where you can be in Mexico and California pretty easily. You know, it's so funny because I was thinking about, we didn't consider going there for this trip, but I was like, kind of like, oh, I don't know much about that area. And I wonder what that would be like, like right at the tip, like so south of San Diego or like even right. So there's a lot of cool stuff around there because I don't really know that area. Yeah, that's what I, that is my ideal vacation situation. Um, I always want to be someplace warm and enjoy, like, my retirement, being old and retiring and not having to deal with shoveling snow. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, that was a big thing for this trip was trying to find somewhere warm. And, of course, there's a cold snap that's kind of coming this week into next, which is when we're going. So I think it's going to be like in the fifties and maybe like 60, which mm. is, is fine. I, but I was kind of obsessed with maybe going to Belize, but I just mm. don't think there's enough flight options to go there. Um, but it's going to be like 80 degrees there. So, um, but it's funny because actually my good friend, Amy, who you've met, um, she has talked about maybe retiring to somewhere like that, like Belize or Costa Rica. Um, but I think they've thrown around a lot of ideas too. So who knows? I hope she does. I think it's like a great, nice way. As, as long as it's safe, I mean, why not enjoy your retirement while you can? I think it's just, I've, it's too cold here. It's too cold to stay here forever for me. Mm-hmm. I, I get a little, I'm a little wintered out. I hear that. You can get burnt out from it. I mean, it'll be interesting as our weather is changing too, you know, because I'm, I'm curious about places like California and if their weather is going to be as it is now. I think that's one of the things that keeps me in Illinois is thinking like in terms of whether how weather could change that this might be a good place to be, but you just don't know. I mean, that's a huge assumption. We just don't know what the future is going to look like. Absolutely. You never know. Um, Hopefully not terrible, but probably we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully terrible and wonderful. You know, it'll probably be both. It's always both. (laughs) 
Right. That's yeah. That's kind of what I mean. It's a, uh, it's a huge generalization. <laughs> so, do you want to? So today we're just reading a question. And was there anything else that you wanted to talk about first? I don't think so. What about you? No, I'm good. I have nothing else okay. to update today. Um, okay, I will read the question and then. Yeah, and I'm I gonna think pull that, it up here so I can see it visually. Perfect. Too. Okay, so it's called "My Friend Lost Her Shit," uh, which is a great title. I love this one. My BFF for twenty years of twenty years lost her shit on me last night. We are both early thirties, but in different places in life. Me married with kids, her single, dating and married to work. Nevertheless, all was well between us until I decided to be honest with her when she asked me, directly asked me a question, looking for advice on a guy dating related question. I was not rude or mean. I just answered yes, that she was doing, exhibiting the behavior she asked if she was. I also stopped agreeing with her so on the idea that one of her coworkers is the worst person ever. She got weird for two weeks, normal for her. Um, when she's not getting her way or hearing what she wants to hear and then blew up my phone last night. She started accusing me of being rude, uh, mean, negative, and even toxic. She even accused me of resent of being resentful of her because she has a job because she has the job she has. She started going on about how she's been soul searching and cleansing since I said the honest answer two weeks ago, yet she believes it's been a month. The only thing I'm guilty of is not fully expressing my thoughts, opinions at times. When I am finally am honest, she loses her ever-loving mind and accuses me of all the worst things. She is she all the things she herself is quite guilty of. I am so disappointed in her and I don't think she knows or cares how much she hurt me. She can't even be reasoned with because she takes no blame in any matter and is so much more spiritually advanced than everyone else. Anyway, currently accepting friendship applications and advice on what to do. Hmm. So any thoughts on that? Or like, I know this year we were thinking thoughts on the question, but then also thoughts on the question, advice to the person. And then also though, like if it relates to your own life and things that you've been through. Yeah, like larger themes. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because one of the first things I notice is that I feel defensive for this friend. Uh, the fr- okay, got it. The spiritually. Yeah, like friend. I feel protective and defensive of her. And it's interesting. I have this actually happen um, with another situation. And both of these people were single or self-partnered or coupled, whatever language you want to use. And I think there's just a place in my heart for feeling like I understand that experience. I don't know how true that is. I also want to honor that like I'm married and like the farther I get away from that, maybe I won't understand and everyone's experience is different. So that's a little presumptuous of me to understand. Um, However, I definitely feel like I know that experience of being in a different place than someone else in terms of being single and them, them not being, and no matter what, and I think I've mentioned this on this podcast before, but no matter how validating or how caring they were, if they were in a relationship, there were times where I just didn't feel like they understood mm-hmm. and I felt judged. And I don't know if that's because they were actually doing anything. I think it was almost like this preemptive, 
way that it was like, well, of course, you're not going to understand. Of course, you're going to judge me because I had gotten that from some people. Um, and it's just like, yeah, there's something about it. And I have heard that from other people too, who are, you know, in that situation. So I do like think that could be part of it here is that they just truly, yeah, it's, it's really hard when we are at different places in our lives and we're trying to have a relationship with another person. Um, cause it just, I, we don't always we can't always feel validated or feel understood sometimes. I don't think that always happens, but I think it happens sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that could be some of it. Although like, also you have to take accountability. You know, when she gets towards the end of her question here and she says, you know, she's not taking any, can't be reason with, she won't take any blame. That's like a huge issue. I mean, it's really hard to have a, um, a mutual healthy relationship if people aren't going to take feedback and they aren't going to be accountable for maybe what's theirs that is causing issues or causing harm. So that's hard. Yeah. So I initial thought. I think, what was I going to say? I feel like everyone here is just probably trying their absolute best. Um, yes. And I think that sometimes people maybe like some friendships just need a break. I think mm -hmm. that she might just be in a space where like, it's better to say nothing mean and kind of just be like, okay, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. You know, let's just take a pause and see like where we come back. I feel like nobody says let's take a pause enough and they probably should. Mm -hmm. We, um, I think that, um, and also I was, I always think about reading years ago, this Emily Griffin book. It was like, oh, I can't remember what happened, but there's a movie about it. And it's like, um, okay. there's one of the best friends and Kate, Kate Hudson is in this movie. Um, okay. And also Jennifer with the G with the very pretty round face. I can't remember what her name is, but she's Je famous. I don't know who that is. Maybe Jennifer, Jennifer Goodwin. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but she's also from, did you ever watch, um. The, the show did you ever watch the show on nbc or what i can't remember or abc where it was like they were all these people brought back from a magical fairyland and she was snow white no but it was, I know okay what you're it was a really good show though i can't remember enchanted the, i believe yes yeah. i love that show okay so she plays she plays snow white and enchanted i can't remember her name off the top of my head right now but she and kate hudson are like best friends and like she of course the brunette is like smart and a lawyer and she has a crush on this guy in college, and she introduces him to Kate, who's this beautiful blonde. And, of course, he falls in love with the beautiful blonde. And he and the mm -hmm. beautiful blonde get engaged, but the beautiful blonde is toxic as fuck, and she cheats on him, et cetera, et cetera. And then he ends up cheating on her with Jennifer Goodwin, who is the best friend. And it's like, you end up in this book. And so I read the book before I saw the movie. And in the book, the first book is from Jennifer Goodwin's per perspective, where she's the dowdy friend, even though, like, in the movie, she's stunning. <laughs> so you're like, okay. Mm. But, like, you know you you're like oh like she's been put upon and her friend is like so crazy and then you read the second book and it's from the friend's perspective and you're like wait like I feel bad for both of these people like these both yeah are. that's such a good point it's all about perspective yeah yeah and it's they're both people mm -hmm. I'm sure that yeah I I had a one of my really good friends was going through a friendship breakup with another friend recently and I said to her I was like, well, these are all things that, like, you feel. I was like, I'm sure that she probably has, like, her own perspective of, like, how she feels 
and like mm-hmm. what she thinks went wrong. And I was like, you know, y- you you can or cannot decide to be open to hearing that. I think it kind of depends <clears throat> on like where you value that friendship. But like it's sure. hard to go into like we always think that we're right. It's very it's not very often that you are upset with someone and you're like, and I'm being a bitch. It's usually like, no, this is this <laughs> other person doing all this stuff and how dare they when in their Mm -hmm. mind it's the other way around like I don't you know think that we think about that enough that like you might feel completely right I was was even thinking with this question right like did she really ask for your advice or did you assume that she wanted advice like could you have had a conversation about why do you want my advice Mm -hmm. like are you really looking for the honest truth or are you just wanting your to be affirmed like do you want you know me to just say what you want to hear you know like yeah. there's so many nuances potentially here and this. I feel like I oftentimes feel like there's a lot of people that I have in my life a lot of friends that I have where I'm like I could be completely honest with you and just say my opinion but mm-hmm. like like to is it like is that really a value like I don't know sometimes it's for the yeah, friend like did she need, need that of, of like nuance. I totally agree. I mean, I've even heard of that, like, well, I mean, it makes sense that in, in a marriage or in a long-term relationship, like it's important to not share everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true in any relationship. It's also, by the way, making me think about a show that's coming up. Um, and it stars, of course, I'm seeing his face. I have no idea what is, oh, Jason D. Step. Siegel, Siegel, Siegel. It's starring Jason Siegel. Okay. Okay. It's on Apple TV and it's about a therapist who decides to just start telling clients exactly what he thinks. Oh my God. And it probably went terribly awry. <laughs> There's no preview. So I really don't know what happens, but that's the premise of the show. And like historically, the way that Hollywood has portrayed therapists has not been ideal. <laughs> Because therapists are not typically dramatic enough. So we're always like having an affair or like going through our own issue or like unethical or something. But um, I'm, I'm still kind of curious how it's going to go. Yeah, I feel like I am always interested in the shows that have to do with therapists. I just think that like yeah. I'm always interested. So um, but yeah, like in this situation with this person, I think I guess my advice would be like maybe take a minute to kind of cool off. Um, I know mm-hmm. for me, like this is, I just turned 34 a couple months ago and like, and this is my 35th year that I'm living, right? Well, I mean, it's really my 34th year, but it's headed no, towards you're my right. 34th. It's your 35th year. That's yeah. True. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's my 35th year then, or is yeah, it? You don't have is, yes, zero, okay, zero. Great. You don't that's have right. a zero so year. So yeah. it's my 35th so that's year. Correct. But so like I'm, also it's fine if you want to just say it's your 34th year. That's also fine. It's some year and I'm just dedicating it yeah. to that. Yeah. You're but living like, a year in your life. That's yes. Fine. And I'm trying to be like very mindful of it. Um, not of like my age, but more so just like in things that I'm like, do I want to do this? Cause I think, you know, <gasps> that's I like love that you can choose yeah and Isn't I think that wonderful it really is but it's hard it's hard to make choices it because it I'm is. a person quality who is versus quantity so it's yeah. hard though because it gives like it brings out FOMO to reduce the quantity of course well and it's for me it's not really I for me it's not even the FOMO I always just feel oh, okay. like I'm letting people down that's a really yeah, hard thing guilt. for me sure yeah like sure. I hate mm-hmm. letting people down 
Um, but mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm just going to have to let people down and that's going to be okay. I mean, you can avoid it because sometimes even when you're trying to avoid it, you let people down that way. So it's, it's hard. You can't really get around it. So I think it's like, how can you accept that even though it's a hard thing to be with? Exactly. So, um, yeah. so I, I think that like all of this goes to this person to just be like, you know, if it's something happened and that's, and I'm saying that because I feel like the way she worded it in this, um, post was like well I decided to just tell her the truth something happened to her like the writer of this that said to her I need to start saying what I really mean and that's kind of what I'm relating it to in my own life is just being like do I want to do this do I like is this how I really feel am I just doing this or saying this because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings and or I don't want to let this person down maybe something happened to the author or she made some kind of decision in her life or about this relationship where she was like, I'm done lying. it, I'm done sugarcoating. So it might even have a little bit to do with her. And like, does that mean that like the friendship is maybe like, maybe I don't want to say outgrown. I don't want to be dramatic, but like, are you all going to have to be different types of friends now? Like if this is your truth that you're living, but like, that's not necessarily what she needs, right? Like I can't just show up to your house tomorrow with a bunch of McDonald's cheeseburgers and Coca-Cola when you and Tim are like, we're trying not to drink pop and we don't really eat meat. Like, that's not really fucking helpful. Like, I'm showing up to your house with a bunch of shit that you don't need. Like, was it thoughtful? I mean, was it? Because it's kind of like, I'm just doing what I want to do. So I, Mm -hmm. I kind of bargain with that friend and being like, is that what she needed at that moment? Or is it what you needed? Both answers are okay. But if it's more so what you needed, you might need to be like, I need space from this friend because also I don't want to be pushing my own agenda on you. Like if this is not feedback that you need or want to receive, then I don't really, I don't care to be giving it and having to post things on Reddit. I would rather just like you live in your corner and we figure out how to engage with each other on that level. Like I've definitely had conversations with friends where I'm like, I can't talk to you about this boyfriend anymore because I'm not capable of lying and pretending like it's okay anymore. So it'd just be easier if you just stop telling me about it. And then we just don't talk about the person anymore, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's made me think about something too. I think that is true in intimate relationships um, that I talk about even as a therapist, but in also outside of that, but like disconnection and separation is just as important as connection. And Mm -hmm. it's more about our being able to navigate that flow. And so there's an assumption we always make that separation is bad when actually maybe it could grow this friendship. It does seem like there's at least a break needed. It's making me think about a friendship that I'm sure I talked about on here where I was just like, I'm not sure. I think I need a break. And now we're having like a whole new season in our friendship that feels really great. And I don't know if it would have been possible without us having a break. Right. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, So I think that they should just, yeah, like I, I think they just have to meet each other where they're at and they're not, and maybe that comes with like some kind of a little bit of a pause. Um, Mm -hmm. But then also like, she might just not be ready to hear what you are ready to to say. Right. And that's okay okay. too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's okay for both of you. It's okay that you feel like you want to say this because like, why do you have to? you know, the burden is now on her to hold it all in because you're keeping all of this, but like, why? But also yeah. like, if she's, that she's not ready to hear it, people can only take things in when they're ready for it. Does it sound like she's ready for it? Um, but you also might just yeah. be like, okay, great. Well, then I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> and that's an okay boundary to set and be like, yeah, I just can't hear about this anymore. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, I think that's totally fair. Yeah, I know it sucks. People don't want to tell their friends they don't want to hear about their drama, but sometimes you just don't. And I don't think that that's bad. Sometimes you just don't. I mean, there's a nice well, way to say it, but I think I think yeah. Sometimes it's like it's like, and I think this goes back to what I said earlier about like, what's the point in telling me? Like, mm-hmm. is this actually going to be helpful to tell me? Is there something you're actually needing from me that I can actually give you, <laughs> or not? Right. Because um, I think there could be stuff happening for this friend around like advice really isn't actually going to be helpful for them, but they think they should ask for it. Or maybe they're just sharing something and the friend jumped in with advice, but she actually didn't really want it. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's so many nuances. Tim showed me something the other day, which was like um, a meme about like 90% of our disagreements don't happen anymore. Cause we ask like, what do you need advice or support <laughs> when I'm having a conversation with my partner? And it's like, it's so true. Like there's just, you know, I think it's good to think about like, what's the point in, in, you know, sharing or having communicating. Um, and it's, we don't do that a lot, or we, we don't do it enough, I guess. Um, so yeah. Well, I feel like that's all like really useful information. I think that the meme needs to be shared with this friend and maybe she does it with her husband, but she just doesn't think about it with her well, with her it friend. Sounds like her friend makes it really hard though. Like this friend does not sound like she's in a place where she can take feedback or be accountable. And that's no. um that's a problem for any relationship. That's gonna be hard. You're not gonna be able to have a two way relationship and then it's not gonna be healthy. So like if she wants to cleanse herself, like she can cleanse herself somewhere else then. Totally. I don't think that's the language she used, but yeah. whatever that horrible like, wellness language she used, I like I'm not for that. Sorry. She's been I mean, cleansing whatever. herself. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Go cleanse somewhere else then. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think that that actually is what she was doing. I think that's kind of right. the, the problem with the friendship is that like her, she's basically telling her you're toxic. I'm, I'm at a certain point. I'm like, okay, maybe we just shouldn't be friends. I mean, there's a lot there. She, we didn't even talk about that. She said she's toxic and it sounds like the other friend thinks she's toxic. So I'm like, sounds like you both think each other is toxic, which is like, why are we friends? Right. Exactly. Um, I agree. So they, at the very least, at my recommendation is take pause. Yeah. And, and if that doesn't, it doesn't have to be bad. Right. Like, it can just be it like, seems like taking a break. Right. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. And, and it just can be really hard when we're at different places um, with relationships in our lives. Hard. Absolutely. Alrighty. Do you have any other thoughts on this one? No, I think that's pretty good. Awesome. Good luck. Oh, yes. Good luck. And good luck with your friendship application. Sometimes it's also nice to meet new friends. Yeah, exactly. That's a great way, uh, I think, of dealing with friendship stuff is is trying to focus on new ones, not just the current ones you have. Yeah, and it might be a little less pressure on both of you if you had other friends, too. So, right. (laughs) Alrighty. Well, have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Bye. Bye.